Welcome back to the Potluck Podcast, and happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. Hope you and your family have a safe and happy Thanksgiving holiday, however you may be celebrating and wherever you may be listening from. Today, it's a beautiful day here in Commerce, so definitely good enough for an outdoor podcast recording. The Detroit Lions are currently losing just after lunch here on Thursday, so 2020 can't take everything from us. The Commerce Tigers are region champions. If you missed the memo and didn't get on social media at all on Friday or anytime this weekend or week, pretty good night in Ray Lamb Stadium. We'll talk a whole lot more high school football today here on the pod. It's playoff time. The most important game of the year is every week now. Wake yourself up out of that food coma you're in with some good old potluck podcasting. Let's get to the show. You're listening to the Potluck Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of Commerce Football. Huge show for you today, packed full of info, and you should have plenty of time to listen. We know you ain't working, and you're at least not working hard. If you are working, our crowd doesn't really seem like the Black Friday shoppers. So we got a feeling you're probably sitting at home, belly up on the couch, watching football, basketball, something. So you'll have plenty of time to listen to this pod today. We got a lot to cover for you. If you haven't already, join our playoff pool. We did start a playoff pool. You can find that link on Twitter to join it. Um, Our Twitter is at Potluck Football if you don't already follow Give us a subscribe also on all uh, platforms that you're listening on, uh, a like or a review, five stars, everything, all that. I don't know what it does, still don't, but uh, we would appreciate it if you did. Uncle Son joins me by phone again today. It's like the old uh, Georgia high school football scoreboard show uh, vibes going on when you join me by phone. So um, happy Thanksgiving, Uncle Son, Black Friday, whatever. Uh, whenever you may be listening to this, probably already going to be Black Friday when you're listening. But happy Thanksgiving, Son. How we doing? Doing good, Dino. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Uh, just sitting out here on the back porch enjoying this lovely day. Uh, I got some, some cool news today. Uh, you know, Thanksgiving, you, you talked to some of your loved ones, some of your family maybe you hadn't seen for a while. Did a FaceTime with uh, my aunt and uncle and their son in, in Washington and found out we've got some listeners on the West Coast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we got my uncle's listened to all of our shows, and I wanted to give him a shout out to Uncle Doug, Aunt Kim, and Will Mason up there. So I thought that was cool. But uh, no, it's been a great Thanksgiving. Uh, had some good carrot cake, dressing, dipped with gravy. What, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Oh gosh, man, this is a hard. This is a hard one because you can't go generic. You can't be like, oh, I like turkey. I like dressing. <laughs> you got to say something off the wall. I don't know, man. A good sweet potato souffle is pretty good. Yeah. Pecans or, uh, or marshmallows? I like the marshmallows because you usually usually we got the pecan pie coming up for dessert. So oh, I, I don't, don't want to overload true. on pecans. So I, shout I out to right. South Georgia usually farmers. Like I'm a casserole man. But yeah. They, that carrot cake changed things to me. You so, like a little green bean? Right. You like green bean casserole? Uh, hash brown casserole. You like that's, the hash brown my, with onions or no one. onions? Yeah, I like onions, 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 just potatoes and cheese and a whole lot of calories. (laughs) Listen, that's what today is about, a whole lot of calories. 
we do hope that everybody out there had a had a good Thanksgiving, loaded up on calories, and uh, probably right now as we're recording, most of our audience may be in a food coma. It's about two thirty right now on Thursday, so uh, we, we're we're getting this out for you, hyped up on coffee, keeping us awake. So, um, let's get right into it. We will have a show divided today. It'll be, it'll be a little bit different. We'll have different segments. Um, so it may sound a little choppy at some points, but we'll do our best to edit that uh, and, and clean it up for you. We're not we're not the the audio experts here. I think everybody <laughs> are, is pretty clear on that already. So jumping right into it, where we left off, Commerce Lincoln County final, Commerce seventeen, Lincoln County seven. The Tigers claim the region championship uh, for the first time since two thousand three. Song, what'd you see on Friday night? Oh man, what a game! What a game! Two weeks in a row, we've been blessed with just fabulous high school football and you know at the beginning of the season we talked about these last two weeks how they would kind of feel like old school games mm-hmm. and and they had that feeling I, I don't know how many possessions each team had on Friday night but there were very few yeah um, quick games yeah I mean the, the game was fast and it's kind of funny you know you talk, talk about the games being fast teams are trying to slow things down to make the go, game go faster and and Commerce really did that. I, I had to stay at home and watch it on WJJC Friday night. And uh, I think uh, Rob Jordan made the comment that they only stopped the clock twice in the first quarter. <laughs> so uh, it was it was pretty wild. But, you know, talking about Commerce winning the region uh, for the first time since 2003, I went back and checked. We had played in six region championship games since then and lost them all. Wow. We, we broke a big streak. Yeah, um, I mean, that's... Back to 2004, and, we lost to ACAD. Then 05, we lost to Social Circle. Six, ACAD. ACAD 2009 yeah. to Wesleyan. 13 to Prince. And 18 to ACAD. Yeah. So it was great to get that, that streak broken and uh, watch a good football game as well. Yeah, we talked about that. I think it was off the pod, uh, but we talked about that, how we've had a ton of seconds, like, Almost, you know, half the time we're getting second, or if not, you know, if not, the other half's third. It's just we hadn't been able to get those region championships. But So that was really good to see Friday. Yeah, and I think, I mean, you can kind of see that. And if you if you saw any of the pictures from after, after the game, Coach Brown was smiling. And like, rare. How often you see him smiling. That was rare. They tried to get game. him with the with the cooler, and he was smiling too. I was like, man, this is this is super rare. We got, we got cars yeah. going by. We got cars going by. How about that, folks? We're back. Look at this tractor! Tractor going by! <laughs> tractor going by! Oh man, this is electric. So what do you got, Song? What else happened on Friday night? Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think about the game, but we had it was a 17 to seven victory for for the Tigers. Um, let's see. We had, there were very few explosive plays. I went back and looked at the stats that Mr. Gaddison was. We, we only had, both teams only had three plays for over 15 yards on Friday night. <laughs> um, Commerce had two runs of 15 yards or more, and then we had one run between 31 and 50 yards. Wow. All Commerce. Um, Commerce and Lincoln County both had the ball for a, a similar amount of plays. We, we ran 45 plays. Uh, Lincoln County ran 50 plays, and they ran uh, 29 rushes to 21 passes. Uh, they outgained us on the ground, too. Uh, outgained us by 70 yards, yep. uh, not on the ground, in total offense. Yeah, total offense. Um, 
264 yards to 194 yards. That hasn't happened um, since Athens Academy. We haven't been outgained in offense. So uh, that was kind of concerning. But, you know, in the end, our defense and special teams let us win the game. Yeah, and we had um, – looks like the – so penalties went uh, Commerce's way, three to seven. Lincoln County had seven. Commerce had three. We had two takeaways. We had the uh, the big interception and a fumble recovery that kind of sealed the deal late in the fourth quarter. We always talk about how important those are, kind of like avoiding the self-inflicted mistakes. Um, so we, we did win that battle, and that probably ultimately won us the game, really. Yeah, I don't – I was sitting at the house, and I'm sure I probably woke up my neighbors when Gavin Dolly uh, made that interception. <laughs> I mean, what a play. Uh, and then who recovered that fumble? Bo Childers. Like nine-yard line or something? Yeah, Bo Childers fell on that one. Oh, man, what a what a play. And then uh, Draylon Martin scored that touchdown at the end to, to put us up. Uh-huh. Uh, it was that, – that was – electric yeah that was one of the explosive plays i guess i mean that went for 42 yards speaking of that play let's go ahead and 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 give draylon the due credit here we got lose used a play of the game shout out to the sanders up there sanders furniture go shop up there i'm not sure if they what kind of black friday deals um uh, dave's got rolling out but <laughs> he's probably got something he'll, he'll he'll hook you up with something good uh we're going to give it to draylon martin uh 42 yard rush up the middle on fourth and two huge play in the fourth quarter to give the Tigers a 13 to seven advantage air Diaz tax on the extra point. Uh, also at air Diaz on the insurance, uh, make it 17 to seven big night for our guy. Yeah. yeah, we had, we had good special teams from Eric. He, he also had uh, two out of four touchbacks on the night. So mm-hmm. he made a difference. Yeah. Good special teams play good defense and won the turnover battle. That's usually a, a really good sign. Uh, even if the offense isn't exactly, um, you know, clicking, firing on all cylinders. Um, when you can win those few things, that's usually a really good sign. What what uh, what other stats you want to delve into? Well, uh, talking about total offense, it, it wasn't that I, I think the offense struggled. It's just the kind of game that we played didn't right. lend it to a lot of our yards. You right. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, we weren't running a ton of plays. Mm-hmm. Um, Draylon, uh, he covered – Rushed. He got loose used, but he also rushed 12 times for 97 yards. And Get a touchdown. Uh, Sammy followed him with 11 carries, 49 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Trey Huff toted the rock 13 times for 27 yards. And Elijah Burns came up big in a couple situations. Uh, I remember had five carries for 22 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, our defense, like we talked about, was, was big in the game, holding Lincoln County to only seven points. Um, Dre Holbrook led the team with nine and a half tackles. Hunter Nunn was right behind him from his linebacker position with nine tackles. Uh, Gavin Dolly had another big week uh, with eight tackles. And uh, Bo Childers led the defensive lineman from his defensive end position with three tackles. Yeah. So uh, I think I think all the way across the board on defense, we, we had a good game. Uh, Miss Chauncey Jackson in the middle, some, but uh, it'll be – Interesting to see if he comes back this week or not. I'm not sure what's going on there, but Ethan Epps did a pretty good job filling in for him. Yeah, Holbrook seems to be coming on. These last two games, man, he's made some huge plays and, and you know, oh, yeah. that have really shifted momentum a couple times. So good to see that on the defensive end. I think – is that about all we got for Commerce Lincoln County? What else we got? Yeah, that's about it for me. 
Raging Champions, uh, congratulations to the Commerce Tigers. Man, feels good. Number one seed going into the playoffs. We'll talk more about the playoff matchup coming up soon. But let's uh, let's go ahead and, and get our first break-in segment here. Week 12 recap. Let's get right into it with Region 8A. Two seed, Washington Wilkes, 34. Towns County, zero. Four seed, Social Circle, 44. Green County, seven. Any comments on any of those two results there, Song? No, the region pretty much shakes out the way we thought it would with Social coming in at four. They beat Towns the week before, so that pretty much sealed it up for them. Yeah. And that's the seed. Single A public top ten. You got number one Metter over ECI forty four to six. They finished the regular season ten and zero. Of note, the Metter Tigers defense gave up their first rushing touchdown of the season late in the fourth quarter of this one. So, pretty stout defense down there in Metter. The Tigers of Metter, of course, will be the overall number one seed in the playoffs. They are the champions of Region Three, and they are ranked number one in the state. Number two Dublin defeated Montgomery County forty seven to seven. Finished the regular season 9-1. and one. The only loss came to AA Dodge County early in the season. Dodge County uh, did win their region in AA, Region 3. They're going to enter their playoffs as a number one seed. Dublin, a number one seed as the re- winner of Region 4. So not a bad loss to have there, uh, especially early on in the season, losing to a team that ended up winning their region in AA. Number three, Brooks County. They blanked Charlton County 48-0. to zero. They finished 9-1. and one. Of course, their one loss coming to Irwin County earlier this season. They will be the two seed out of Region 2 due to that loss. Commerce Tigers wound up at number four. Well, we are, of course, the one seed out of Region 8. Number five, Irwin County uh, over Turner County, 46-14. to 14. The Indians finish at 7-3. and three. Their losses came to Fitzgerald, which is number one in AA. That's a little rivalry down there. Uh, Cook, who finishes as the four seed in Region 1 AA, after losing some steam over the course of the year. And then they lost to Clinch County 13 to nothing a couple weeks ago in that odd result that we still aren't really sure exactly what happened there. But uh, they do win Region 2 thanks to the head-to-head win over Brooks County. They will be the one seed out of Region 2 and in the same quarter of the bracket as Commerce, which we will talk about there uh, later this show. Number six, Macon County defeated Region 5 foe Chattahoochee County for the title. 19 to 12. It sounded like a good one down in Montezuma. Shout out Montezuma. Shout out to Joseph Sanders. As the Dogs came back from down 12 to nothing early, they scored 19 unanswered to win the region title. Macon County will now face Social Circle in round one. Number seven, Pelham was off. Uh, again, they they finished at five. They finished at five and one. They've played six games, folks. Region 1 champs, they will face Montgomery County in round one in a game. They might lose because we just have no idea what what how actually good they are. Number eight, Washington Wilkes. We covered a moment ago in region play, but the, the Blue Tigers, they're going to face Taylor County in round one as they finish as the two seed out of our region, region eight. Number nine, Clinch County beats Lanier County 41-21 to to finish with a six and three record. Um, they will be the three seed out of region two, and they're going to face McIntosh County at uh, Academy in, re- in round one, kind of a Southeast Georgia battle there to start things off. Um, an up and down season for Clinch County, hard to get a read on exactly how good they are. Uh, we're hearing that they're pretty much healthy now after ca- having some uh, COVID quarantines throughout the year. Uh, we mentioned their running back. Uh, his name slips my mind right now, but uh, one of the one of the best in the state, and he's back healthy. Um, had four touchdowns last week, so that could Clinch County could be a team that would make a run. Um, 
unexpected run as a three seed. Number 10, Chattahoochee County, of course, lost to number six, Macon County, as we covered just a moment ago. They will finish as the two seed out of Region 5 and will take on the Red Devils from Lincolnton down in uh, Cassetta, I, I believe that is, just outside Columbus down there. So southwest Georgia, that'll be a long trip for Lincoln County on the bus. Um, any any comments there on the top ten song? Yeah, so uh, Clinton County's running back, his name is Tyler Moorhead. If yeah, Moorhead. That's right. Uh, um, and then that Chattahoochee County-Lincoln game, I know we're going to talk about the playoffs later, but that one is one that I'm excited about. Uh, yeah. I think that's going to be a pretty good game. Yeah, that one and, and Washington-Wills could be a good game too. Like we we talked about mm-hmm. probably, I don't know, five or six weeks ago, Region 5 is pretty deep. Um, it, it's they, There's a bunch of solid teams, maybe like six or seven solid teams um, obviously the two at the top are better than the others, but, uh, and kind of distance themselves over the end of the year, but definitely exciting to uh, get into the playoff preview later on in the show. Uh, let's talk about some other results from around the area and then just results around the state that we wanted to cover. Elbert County over Banks County, 36 to six Gordon Lee hammers Tron 50 to 13. Gordon Lee finishes at nine and one, uh, four and one in region play, and they are on quite a roll right now. I think they've won four or five straight. They're the two seed out of region six. They're going to face Georgia Military out of region seven. Um, Bowden did win that region six, but it really could have went either way. Both those teams, um, Bowden and Gordon Lee, uh, looked like they had a really tight game, kind of decide that region about midway through the year. And um, Gordon Lee may even have the better resume as far as who they've who they've played and beaten. Uh, Bowden has played some really tough teams, though. So both those teams out of Region 6 are good, and those are teams that could be uh, a factor for um, – especially Gordon Lee for Commerce. But um, Commerce, of course, maybe face the, the winner of the Gordon Lee and uh, Georgia military if the Tigers can get past Manchester. But, again, that's something we'll cover a little bit later. Kind of went off on a little tangent there. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> Jackson County gets one last win on the year against Appalachia, 21-17. to Unfortunately, the Panthers are just going to miss out on the playoffs. They are the fifth uh, team in Region 8, 5A, so they're going to finish the season 4-6 and six and 3-4 and four in region play. Solon, sorry to do this, but Jefferson – Hammers Mad Cow, 47-0. Madison County season is over. Uh, they're going to play basketball now. Uh, where, oh, shout-out to the basketball team, by the way. Commerce Basketball actually just beat Madison County earlier this week. So, shout-out to those guys getting their first win, um, probably without at least a couple players off the football team. So, exciting to see how that season unfolds. But uh, another score to um, to mention Lakeview over Providence, 35-16. to Lakeview will finish as the three seed in Region 6. So, Shout out to Lakeview getting a taste of the playoffs. Monroe area. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so this is Lakeview's first ever playoff appearance. Yep. Um, Coach Lee Shaw, you know, they kind of drew, drew him over to Lakeview, brought him out of retirement, and he gets it done in year one for the Lakeview line to get them to the playoffs. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about kind of their, uh, their bracket and the private classification later on in the show. But, yeah, it's really cool to see those guys get in the playoffs and kind of the the, uh, the the journey they've been on the last several years since they started the program. So good to see that. Uh, three seed out of Region 6. Monroe area 19, Hart County 16, really close one in 8 AAA that we'll talk uh, – we'll talk that region uh, shortly in the playoffs uh, as well. 
Prince Avenue 55 to nine over Athens Christian. Uh, I think Vandergriff threw for like a million touchdowns or something. Uh, <laughs> they are hitting their stride. I would not want to be facing them uh, early in the playoffs for sure. Stevens County 61 to 12 over the boys from Commerson over there, East Jackson. White County 48, Cherokee Bluff 7. White County, J. Ben Haynes throws for four touchdowns as as they defeat the region champions 48 to 7. White County actually finishes fourth in the region thanks to two losses midseason when J. Ben was out. Um, that is a crazy result. It is. You know, you kind of see some frustration coming out for J. Ben in, in that performance. He, he missed those games his senior season. Right. On really what would have been like a, a player of the year type season for him. For sure. And, uh, I mean, made White County missed off on, or missed out on having a region championship. Or, and now they're going to have to travel on the road in the first round of the playoffs. But they're probably, but they're, they're the fourth seed. Yeah, they're the fourth seed. <laughs> they're probably one of the strongest fourth seeds in in the state, without a doubt. They are. They're they're going to go down to face Rock Mart in round one, which definitely won't be an easy opponent for them. But just an unbelievable result, you know. The fourth seed, they get Jay Ben back, and he's that much of a game changer. We've talked about him all year, but forty eight to seven, they beat the region champs. Uh, unbelievable. So that wraps up our uh, week twelve recap. We will go ahead and jump right into the playoffs now. Playoff preview, we're going to start with single-A private. Uh, the first thing I wanted to mention is the tough draw for Prince and Elka being in the same quarter of the bracket. Prince is favored by 38 over Hebron. That's a rematch uh, for round one. Elka is favored by 22 over Aquinas in their rematch for round one as well. Number three, Fellowship Christian could face number four, Athens Academy, in the second round. Both of those are favored by wide margins in round one. Wesleyan seems like they had probably the best draw. They'll have to get past, get past Athens Christian in the first round. They're favored by 27, though. George Walton could make a little run, maybe, if they get past Holy Innocence in a rematch of a game that they only lost by a score earlier this season. And George Walton's actually favored by four in that one. Ultimately, though, I think the winner of the state championship in private will come down to whoever wins between Prince and Elka in the Elite Eight. Solomon, what do you think? You know, that was what happened last year, too, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think think you're right. They ran into each other in the playoffs, and it was like a buzzsaw game. I mean, I think it was 63 to 55 or something like that. Vandegraaff was was basically toting the team on his back, and – and they couldn't get it done over there in Bocart. But uh, that was that was pretty much it. And Elka went on to win their fifth state championship in a row. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm like you. I don't I don't see a whole lot of folks who could challenge. Um, looking at the bracket here, you got up in that top left quadrant, uh, Wesleyan or North Cobb Christian, both of them right. good seasons. Uh, I, I could see both of them being in the lead. Well, they're, they're going to play each other. Right, early North Cobb uh, eight and two, and I think Wesleyan's pretty similar. But we, I mean, it's, kind of, it's already kind of been proven that you know that Wesleyan's kind of on a different level than Prince yeah, and Academy. They're not even. In top tier anymore. Right, uh, they got beat by Prince and Academy. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's going to come down basically to that Prince Elka game. Right, North Cobb uh, only lost to Fellowship Christian, so Fellowship Christian's kind of in the bottom right por- uh, portion. 
it looks like they're going to play Athens Academy in the, in the second round. That's going to be number three and number four. So a bad draw for both of those teams as well. Uh, one of those teams yeah. is going to get knocked out early, and the other one will probably go to Final Four. Yeah, that top, that top right portion is probably going to be Christian Heritage. Um, right. There's that, not a lot of teams that really stand out up there. Yeah, I mean, pretty good, but right. They're kind of in that middle tier too. Right. I I, I think. May, I mean, I don't. I could see George Walton upsetting. Uh, Christian Heritage in the second round and maybe even going on a run. I mean, that's kind of the – and honestly, it's crazy how that top right portion is the, it's the same kind of weaker portion as we got in public, you know, single A. Well, obviously, we'll talk more public single A later on, but just a, something to note there. Um, anything else before we move on to double A? No. I think we both – uh, like Prince in, in the in the single A bracket in the single A p- uh, private bracket, uh, as mentioned, it'll come down to I think it'll come down to whoever wins between Prince and Elka, and hopefully those teams don't you know wear each other out running up and down the field all night. But uh, I, I like Prince. I hope, I hope Prince is able to get it done this year. Um, moving on to Double A, I'll run through some quick notes that I had. First of all, they're going to play on Saturday. Um, Due to referee shortage, I believe, uh, GHSA made that call. Both double and quad are, are, are going to play on Saturday instead of Friday. So, overall, number one seed is Fitzgerald. We have covered them a little bit and their record this year as far as teams against the top ten and super impressive. Um, they are favored by 45 against a local-ish team in Oglethorpe County. Uh, poor Oglethorpe County. I, you know, glad that they made the playoffs, but that, that's a that's a tough, tough ass to say, okay, you're in the playoffs uh, – Laney had to forfeit a few games, and you're in, and yeah, you got to go play Fitzgerald. <laughs> yeah, I, I read an article this earlier this week from the Athens Banner Herald about how this is the first time Oglethorpe County's made the playoffs in 22 seasons. That's and, awesome like, for them. There's a picture though. of their their kids in the locker room there, and like there's just smiles all across the room. <laughs> <laughs> all I could think is, yeah, then you got to go play Fitzgerald, drive right. 190 miles down <laughs> to South Georgia, and just get whacked. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Fitzgerald definitely will call out the dogs early. Uh, they're favored by 45. I, I don't know if they'll, they'll they might get to that, but I, I kind of doubt their starters going to be playing much in the in the second half of that game. Uh, the same quarter of that bracket is Union County as a three seed out of eight AA against Heard County. That will be on the road down in Franklin, Georgia, against a solid team in Heard. Heard is favored by 17 there over a familiar opponent for, uh, that Commerce had earlier this season. Also out of eight AA is Rabin County. They're the number one seed out of eight AA. They're going to face the four seed out of Region 5 in Harrelson County. Uh, Harrelson County, a, a strong four seed. They've only lost two ball games this year, and both were tightly contested. Uh, at least for most of the game. They were as high as number four in the rankings at different points this season. So, Rabin only a 15-point home favorite to start the playoffs there. Um, Elbert County will have the two-seed out of 8AA. They're going to host Bremen in the Granite Bowl for round one. I think it's safe for – well, at least I'll I'll say it. I think it's safe to say that Bremen's probably going to walk out there with a win. Uh, They're favored by 13 in that one. Banks County, unfortunately, had to forfeit their game against Callaway due to COVID-19 quarantines and protocols um, established. So uh, what do we, uh, we want to talk about there in double-A song? I think uh, that game between Raven and Harrelson is going to be a good game. Um, I think I think Raven will get it done out there in the mountains. But as we've talked about or kind of alluded to earlier in the season, once the playoffs hit and Raven starts to have to travel, yeah. they don't play as well as they do in the regular season. Um, right. 
and it's good for them that they have a one seed because they won't have to travel as much. But I, I expect that to be a good game. Um, Car going by, blowing the horn. Love it. Which what you have? No, car, car, car blew by blowing the horn. I you know, came by oh. blowing the horn. <laughs> uh, so Fire audio. To, to cancel for, for Callaway. Yes. Because um, yep. of COVID. And you, honestly, if you remember a couple of years ago, Banks kind of got their first ever playoff win on a forfeit. So I kind of see this as like football karma. <laughs> you, know, you give and you take away. And I think yeah. this is the one that Banks kind of gets taken away. Yeah. Um. Let's see, Fannin County, that's another team that is kind of, they're, they're a little bit less localish than Oglethorpe County, but that's one team that's kind of gets covered by some of our news outlets. Yeah. Uh, they've had a great year up there at Region 7. Uh, they're the one seed. Uh, expect them to, to make a run. I, I think they, they'll play Union probably or Herb County again. Uh, that'll be a good matchup in the in the Sweet 16. And then down there in that uh, – that bottom right, we talked about Bremen and Albert. I'm with you. I think Bremen rolls down there in the Granite Bowl. Yeah, and you got a couple of matchups quickly to talk about. Uh, kind of the one seeds, the top left portion. Uh, you got Thomasville. They're strong. Callaway strong. Uh, obviously, you know Dodge County. So some some big some good schools in the top left portion of that that bracket. I do think it'll end up being Callaway versus Thomasville in the Elite Eight up there. Uh, Fitzgerald, I think they're going to cruise into the Final Four. Um, they're just really, really good. You mentioned Fannin and Union. They may they may get together if Union County can find a way to get past Heard County. Uh, bottom right portion, you got South Atlanta, Jefferson County. Of course, Jefferson County went in Region 4. We covered that one, same region as Putnam County. Speaking of Putnam County, they're going to play Early County, uh, two seed and a three seed there. Um out of the bottom left portion of the bracket. Winner, that one's going to face Vidalia on the road. Then you got Raven County. It looks like Raven County may have an easy, almost almost an easier matchup in the second round. Uh, But then there's going to be a coin flip probably on where they go, whether uh, Vidalia comes up there or they travel down to Vidalia. And like like you said, I mean, what we've seen from them in – in past playoff performances is when they travel. I think I remember two years ago they went down to Thomasville and got beat pretty bad. And then and then last year, I'm if I'm unless I'm wrong, Fitzgerald came up there and won. Yeah, it was it was either last year or the year before. It's been recent. Yeah, they they, they got Fitzgerald just lined up in the single single wing and ran it down their road all night. Right, and uh, they they won it pretty handily from what I remember, but. Uh, yeah, it, it'd be good, though, to see Raven County make some noise up there. They've certainly done that so far this season, so I'm pulling for them. Yeah, just to shout out Seals real quick, Putnam County, plus six. I know he's taking them points, so they, they may have to be on the potluck pick em. We are going to keep the potluck pick em going. Even though we do have the playoff pool out, we'll keep uh, we'll keep some playoff games thrown up on Twitter to keep everybody engaged. Um, let's move on to AAA, shall we? Shall we? Let's do it. We shall. Uh, yeah, come on, come on now. Uh, in a strange turn of events, the number one team in the state actually has a one in four record. So uh, I'll explain this one real quick. Uh, they're going to enter the playoff as a three seed. That'll be Cedar Grove. Cedar Grove self-reported using an in- ineligible player, and they had to forfeit four games. So uh, they're going to play at Monroe Area, who is the two seed out of eight AAA. Unfortunately, Monroe area got a really short end of the stick because Cedar Grove is a good team, and uh, Cedar Grove is favored by 29 points. Uh, 
not not great for the guys over in in Monroe area. Um, the one seed out of eight AAA will of course be Oconee County. The Warriors are going to face Westminster, and uh, not talking about the dog show, folks. We are here on Thanksgiving recording this, so that's not who we're talking about. Oconee favored by twenty one. Uh, there is a uh, article, a short write-up in the Georgia High School Football Daily um, that I found pretty crazy that Westminster is 10-3 and in road playoff games since 2014 with a remarkable seven road playoff victories over top 10 teams. Um, wow. So pretty pretty crazy <laughs> uh, statistic there. So maybe, maybe Oconee County won't have exactly an easy ride, but uh, they are favored by 21. Three seed out of eight AAA is Hart County. They're going to face Carver Atlanta on the road in a game I believe will be very competitive, and Hart may win that game. Uh, the Panthers are a nine-point favorite over Hart County. The four seed out of eight AAA is, of course, the seven-win Franklin County Lions. The boys from Carnesville are going to travel down to GAC, where they will unfortunately not get their eighth win. Also of note, <laughs> Jay Ben Haynes and the boys from White County will go on the road and face number one seed Rock Mart. Um, Rock Mart is the number seven team in the state, so I should just say they're a one seed. They're not overall number one or anything like that. They're the number seven team in the state, which we know that White County got all the way up to number seven when they were fully healthy earlier in the season. This should be a shootout as both teams like to score a bunch of points and they score um, kind of a lot. So it's going to be uh, a track meet, so to speak. Rock Mart uh, does run the ball a lot more, but uh, White County is going to be getting it done through the air. Rock Mart is a seven-point favorite. Uncle Solomon, what do you think about AAA? So just looking across the board here at AAA, you can see how much stronger AAA is than AA. Like yes. When I when we were talking about Double A, I was like, man, I can't believe that team made it to the playoffs. Like, yeah, I, and yeah. I'm thinking about like that team's not that good <laughs> as we we're talking about them. But you get here in Triple A and looking at each one of these quadrants here, uh, got Peach County in the bottom left, Thompson, Oconee, Westminster, and then that top game is Dawson, Adairs. Well, that's going to be a good game. Yeah. Uh, got GAC above them, uh, Franklin County, which we talked about how good eight. Triple A has been all year. Uh, they're, Franklin County's not going to win that game. You're right. But they're a good team that made the playoffs. Um, right. Southeast Bullock in there. Um, yeah, the top left isn't as strong. GAC will probably win that one. And then top right, you got Hart County, uh, Cherokee Bluff, uh, Pierce County. Uh, I think Hart County's got a shot. I mean, not just to win that first game, but. I mean, they they may sneak into the Elite Eight, maybe Final Four. Yeah, maybe a little uh, um, Madison County-esque run out of those guys. Yeah. That'd be good to see. And like, like I've said all year, Park County is not a bad team. They play no, one of the good. toughest schedules in the state. Yeah. And uh, they've, just, they've lost some really close games. And, you know, they could be a dark horse and peak right at the right time and make a run. Yeah. Uh, down there in the bottom right, you got Rock Martin, White County. You talked about that game. I think that's going to be one of the best games in the state. Yeah. Um, Cedar Grove, Monroe area. I hate it for Monroe area because they've had a good season. I know. But they're, they're probably going to get beat. Very tough uh, pull for them. And then, and kind of in that same, you know, that second round game, uh, you know, it looks probably going to be Cedar Grove and whoever wins White County, Rock Martin. That's like, yeah, you know, that's going to be another good game in that same little yeah. bottom right of the bracket there. Yeah, AAA is is one of my favorite classifications to cover. For sure, and and kind of touching on Hart County a little bit more. We already know that 
Cherokee Bluffs is not um, a great one seed. So if if they can get past Carver Atlanta, they'll have a Mm -hmm. favorable matchup to get to the Elite Eight. And then once you get to the Elite Eight, you're probably going to play Liberty County or Pierce County, and that's a game they can win too. Um, So pulling for the Bulldogs. uh, Another thing I noticed was uh, Southeast Bullock. They're the number one seed out of Region 3. And uh, we did cover that uh, th- them a little bit earlier this year um, as Washington Wilkes went down there and, and beat those guys by, like, two or three scores. So, um, up. Yeah. So, 43 to 20, I think. Right. And th- so you got that uh, coming out of uh, AAA playoffs. Um, let's take a pause here for a second, uh, Saul. Let- let's do the uh, – Let's do a, a quick pause here, and we'll get back into uh, 4A. Jumping back into 4A play, again, that's on Saturday, November 28th, as mentioned a moment ago, the same as A. Let's start with Flowey Branch as the two seed out of 8-4A. They're going to face Luella. I, st- I don't know what that is. Um, the Branch will be a 38-point favorite. Uh, three seed out of that same region is North Oconee. The Titans will play Fayette County over in Fayetteville, North Oconee actually favored uh, by 15. Rounding out 8-4A uh, is Cedar Shoals as the 4C. They're facing Riverdale on the road. Cedar Shoals only a four-point underdog, though. Uh, finally, the one seed and the number two ranked team in the state, the folks from the bad side of the river, the Jefferson Dragons. The Dragons will start their campaign searching for another state title by facing Mount Zion and Jonesboro. Well, they will be a 42-point favorite. Before we get into Jefferson's path to that state title, what do you want to talk about in 4A song? So, um, just looking over over the bracket here, thinking about teams that'll that'll challenge in 4A. Uh, you got Cedartown up there in the top right portion. Mm-hmm. You know, we know Cedartown because of Mitch up. You know, that's where he's from, where he played ball. Um, they're probably going to run into Bainbridge for the right. one. Which down there on the coast. and Bainbridge, well, uh, not really the coast on, but when ba- <laughs> that's like southwest Georgia, but Bainbridge uh, went on that run last year. If if folks will remember that, they started off like six and five or something, and didn't have a whole lot of playoff. Or, or they, you know, that was their final. I think they were a four seed in one state last year. Was that last year or the year before? Either, I think it was the year before. Um, they went five and five. In the right, because they didn't have a whole lot of playoffs because the hurricane and everything. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, they're the one seed out of Region One. Yeah, and then you get down into the bottom right, and I think it's going to be Maris. Of course, uh, Quadrant to lose. Yes, um, for sure. They're the big team that folks have, have kind of looked to challenge uh, Jefferson on the on the whole this year in in that classification. And then up in the uh, top left, you've got. Uh, Benedictine, I'm not. I don't know a whole a whole lot about them. They're the one seed from Region Three and Riverdale from Region Five. Neither one of those teams I'm, I'm not familiar with. Well, I mean, uh, Cedar Shoals is only a four point dog, so right out of the gates, you know that they're Riverdale is probably not exactly yeah. what you know a one seed. So maybe Cairo. Uh, I mean, they they might make some noise. Syrup makers. Could be. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about Jefferson, I guess. Uh, we can go ahead. And, I mean, there's just not a whole lot of teams that excite me in 4A. <laughs> so uh, Jefferson and, and kind of their path, um, I think that uh, they got a pretty easy one. Uh, I think they're going to state for sure. 
and where, where I think they'll probably meet Marist. I think it's those two teams and kind of everyone else. Um, so what do you think about Jefferson's chances kind of this year? I, I think you're right. I think they've got a really good shot. Uh, the odds came out from Maxwell, and they were almost like a, a two-to-one favorite to win um, it's crazy. this year. Crazy. So really good odds for them. Um, they've got Carver Columbus probably going to run into them in the Elite Eight. Yep. Uh, and then I think you're right. I think Marist is probably the next team that, that they're going to have. In, in the state championship, and they, they had a great season. They went undefeated, um, had Malachi Starks leading them, a uh, five-star athlete playing quarterback for them this year. Uh, this past Friday night, they beat the Brakes off of Madison County, and their quarterback, Cam Robinson, returns three touchdowns, for, or three kickoff, or kickoff returns for touchdowns, one for 60 yards, one for 57, and one for 88 yards. Uh, and then scored on a 59 touchdown or 59 yard touchdown run. So he had an incredible night. Actually got Player of the Week statewide. Um, then they've got Boss Bailey's kid, uh, Kalen, I think is his name. Had a good year on defense. So they're just loaded, and I, I don't see much standing in their way in Quad A. Right, and uh, so we're, are we sure this it's a coin flip to decide uh, one seeds if they meet in the Elite Eight? Yeah, so down there at the bottom of the bracket, it says um, in the first four rounds, the higher seed team will host. If the schools are the same seed, see GHSA Constitution football section, or for three note the GHSA's universal coin flip will determine the designated home team when playing at a neutral site if both teams are the same seed. So that doesn't offer much clarification. Um Wait. I'm not sure what the tiebreaker is on that. You know? No, yeah, because that, that's just saying at a neutral site, like who's going to be the home team. Right. I thought you said, okay, I was I was under the impression that a coin flip was going to decide home field advantage for for seeding. So that's not right. I was, we don't know what the tiebreaker is, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, no, that yeah, was, that's, that ain't it. Right. GHSA's universal right. coin flip. Yeah, yeah, no, that, yeah, that's that's not it. So we're not even sure. It could be overall record. It could be. We got we got to get some clarification on that because I think it could be a different ball game if they have to go down to Columbus and play Carver Columbus down there um, yeah. than re- if they were at home. I know that Carver Columbus is a good team. We we touched on them a couple weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. Now they got some uh, college talent, so. Uh, they could they could hang with those guys, uh, I think. Um, anything else to touch on in four A before we move on to five? No. All right. So yeah, we we think Jefferson's got a got a clear path to the state championship um, unless they have some stumbles along the way. They're definitely one of the most talented teams in four A. But let's move to five A. And to be quite honest with you, uh, don't care a whole lot about five A personally. <laughs> Uh, eyes start to glaze over a little bit when I'm talking about these teams. Uh, it's kind of like we've we've touched on plenty of times. We like kind of the small town teams, you know, where the community really gets behind them and some of those small South Georgia schools and kind of, you know, small town football kind of is what we, we like. But um, we, we can talk a little region 8-5A. They do have Clark Central representing as the, the number one seed out of that region. Gladiators will take on MLK uh, in Athens. They're favored by 24 points. Other teams out of Region 8-5A, you got Eastside, Greenbrier, and Loganville. Uh, Eastside is favored. The other two are not. 
Loganville will take on St. Pius as a 14-point as a underdog. That's a notable game. St. Pius uh, used to come to the Northeast Georgia football camps back in the day. Uh, once this classification starts to take shape, we may have a little more for you, but I just don't have a whole lot. This uh, this cranking my tractor here, Son. What do you think? <laughs> I think uh, Calhoun's going to have something to say about it. Cartersville, St. Pius. Yeah. Uh, Clark Central, maybe. Yeah, uh, I mean, I hope Calhoun has a, has a run. That'd be nice. 6A. <laughs> let's, let's just let's leave it, let, let it lie there. 6A, uh, a few more familiar names in, in Region 8. 6A, I think we can discuss a little bit more. Um, you do have the one seed it is Buford. They're the number two team in the state. This is their first year in 6A. They've won a state title at every classification that they've been in, um, you know, from one all the way up to where they are now is 6A. So the Wolves will face Douglas County in round one. They're favored by 21. The two seed is Decula. They're only a four-point favorite uh, against Alexander. The three seed is Habersham Central. Uh, the Raiders will travel over to Rome. They're a 14-point underdogs in that one. We covered a few of their games this year. Uh, they've played Stevens County and, and a couple others that we covered. So hopefully they can make a, a Madison County Mad Cow-esque run. It would be cool to see. Four seed, uh, wrapping up Region 8, 6A is Winder Barrow. They're taking on Carrollton, and they are a 21-point underdog. Others to mention in 6A. Uh, I think Carrollton will have something to say about it. Valdosta uh, looking at Rome and uh, Lee County. Yeah. Those are teams that have traditionally been good. Uh, they'll probably factor into the state championship. Yeah, Lee, Lee County, Buford. I think they might be on a collision course there, but we'll see how it uh, pans out. Moving over to 7A, and this is the big boys. This is the small colleges. I do like to talk about these guys because this is some of the best football that you'll see, some of the cleanest uh, high school football games that you'll see across the, the nation, really. Uh, teams to watch at the top, Grayson, Colquitt County, and Norcross. There's your three favorites right there. One of those three teams are going to win state, in my opinion. Two interesting round one matchups to keep an eye on, Mill Creek at Roswell. Mill Creek's a one-point favorite there. Both those teams are unranked. Uh, but they had been in the top five at different points throughout the year. Um, they can either get their – maybe either of them can get their mojo back with a round one win. Um, Brookwood at Colquitt County. Brookwood has had some nagging injuries at key positions, including quarterback and wide receiver. Um, but it is a solid team traveling down to Moultrie, possibly even a top five team in the classification when they're completely healthy. Most of those injuries are still a question mark, though. Colquitt County is favored by 31 and uh, – a uh, interesting stat about them is they've won the Packers. They've won their first round game in each of the last nine years. So uh, thoughts on seven A there, Song? I like Norcross. Uh, Norcross was a team you didn't hear about a lot early in the year, uh, but they went undefeated. And uh, I, I saw some some highlights from one of their games. We followed GPB Sports, and they covered one of their games recently, um, and they really looked good. They had some backs that. Had a lot of speed and had really good vision. Uh, so I'd, I'd like to see Norcross win this year. Yeah, I think Colquitt County and Norcross are on a collision course for the Elite Eight, and the winner of that one uh, is probably going to have um, Grayson in the uh, Final Four. So I think you got three of the best teams in the in that classification on the same side of the bracket. So uh, yeah. a little bit of a tough draw for those three. But uh, anything else to talk about in the playoff preview-wise before we get into single-A public, which is kind of the wheelhouse that we're in? Nope. 
let's jump right into it. Single A public. I've kind of divided it up into into three regions uh, due to who is the highest ranked by the AJC in each uh, quarter of the bracket. Got the Meadow region, Pelham region, Dublin region, and Commerce region. That Meadow region, we got Macon County hosting Social Circle as a 38-point favorite. Mitchell County hosting Johnson County. Johnson County is favored by one as the three seed on the road. Also, a three seed is Warren County. They're favored over Mount Zion by four. In the Pelham region, you got Pelham, <laughs> only favored by 14 over Montgomery County. And again, we've, we've We've been pretty hard on Pelham all year because they just never play and we don't know what they got. Um, another three seed favored over a two. We got Clinch County favored over McIntosh County Academy. Georgia High School Football Daily uh, did a write-up on them that I'm going to read um, at least somewhat. We know that they've had uh, injuries and COVID issues all season. That's Clinch County. Um, they beat the Region 2 champion, which was Irwin. They lost the sixth place in that region, which was Charlton. Uh, they lost a second place really bad, which was Brooks County 45-3. to But uh, as we mentioned, they got Moorhead back. He's, you know, first team all state. He'd been out most of the season with an injury. Had four touchdowns last week over Lanier County, McIntosh County Academy. They're under second-year coach Bradley Warren. They're having their best year since 2016. They finished uh, – when they finished 10-3 and that year and reached the state final. So, um you know, it, they the Buccaneers is McIntosh County Academy. They got 283 yards rushing per game and only 24 passing, so they keep it on the ground. Um, I think I think that game could be good. It's just we don't know that much about Clinch County. Uh -huh. um, so that's that's one in, in, in Pelham, uh, the Pelham region, as I'm calling it. Hancock Central favored over Best Academy by 14. We haven't talked at all really about Hancock Central. Uh, but they're a one seed out of 7A, and we got Chattahoochee County favored by 24 over the boys from Lincolnton, the Red Devils. Um, so that that's kind of the region that we can expand on a little bit. I'll run through the other two real quick, but Pelham, that region's wide open. Dublin region, Dublin favored big over Terrell County by 41 points. Brooks County, also in that region, they're favored by 36 over Claxton. Those two teams could meet in the second round, which last year, if I'm not mistaken, was the double-A final. Um, so that's pretty crazy. The two seed out of Region 8 is Washington Wilkes, of course, the Blue Tigers. They're favored by seven over Taylor County. And Bowden from out of Region 6 is favored by 35 over Wilkinson County. The last region to talk about, of course, is the uh, bottom left portion of the re of the uh, bracket. you got the Commerce region. The other one seed in the region is Irwin County. The Irwin County is favored by 35 over Jenkins County. Wilcox County is the two seed out of Region 4. They're favored by 32 over Miller County. We could get Irwin and Wilcox in Round 2, which would be a great game. Mm -hmm. Rounding out this portion of the bracket, save for Commerce, is Gordon Lee will host Georgia Military, and Gordon Lee is favored by 35. So now that we got through all those regions in the single-A public bracket, what do we think about the single-A public bracket? This is kind of our wheelhouse and uh, what we've set up the pool on. So uh, we, we know these teams better than most. So, looking across the bracket, um, I'm going to say something that I've said all year, is that single A is as strong as it's been in a long time. There's a lot of really good teams on this bracket. Yes, yes. Yeah. Left-hand side, you've got Macon County that's probably going to run into better. Um, I see Mitchell County probably win that, that top part, maybe Johnson. Um, but And then Better will, will play the winner of that game, and then... Uh, 
Macon County and, and Metter will play in the Elite Eight. What do you think about that matchup, Nick? Yeah, I mean, it, it's I think Metter is going to roll to the Final Four out of that out of that little you know quarter of the bracket. Uh, I think there's definitely some interesting matchups out of the gate, though. Johnson and Mitchell, you can't we can't give away too much here because we got the pool going. So I don't want I don't want to give people my picks, but uh, yeah, that's, that's I think Johnson and Mitchell will be a good game. Warren Mount Zahn's gonna be a good game. Um, yeah. I think Macon County is gonna probably beat Social Circle pretty bad, but I could I could also kind of see Social being like annoyingly close in that game. They probably keep it close for a half, and then it gets it gets a little separation there in the second half. Right, but yeah, I, I think you see, you know, I don't think anybody's taking down Metter up there at least early. Um, yeah. Once you get later on, who knows? But I mentioned it briefly in, in the in the, when I was going over the regions. But the top right portion that that's just a mess. Like I don't know who's going to yeah. come out. I don't know who's going to come out of that one. Yeah, I mean, when you got Pelham as the number one seed in there. It's just it's tough because, like you said earlier, they've only played six games and it hasn't been against great competition. So right. You don't know what they got. So then you look at the Quinch uh, McIntosh County game, and really you don't know what Quinch has got either because they're almost a different team than they were at the beginning of the season. Bingo. But in that that top right, you know, you got Hancock Central. Not a lot's known about them. They won Region Seven, but Seven's not really that strong of a region. Um, uh, Best Academy, I, I don't think they're that good. That Lincoln uh, Chattahoochee game is going to be a good game. So yeah. what I'm thinking out of that quadrant is that whoever wins that Lincoln Chattahoochee game is going to challenge Quince County. I'm telling um, you, you got and kind of I don't know anything about Best Academy, but you got Lincoln County, Chattahoochee County, Hancock Central, Clinch County, McIntosh County Academy, and Pelham. I think all seven of those teams could end up coming out of that that quarter of the bracket. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um so that that one's got some that one's got some figuring out to do. Uh before we get into the bottom left, which is commerce's portion, we'll get into the uh the bottom right down there. You got Bowden as the one seed out of region six and you got Dublin as the region four one seed. Um I've been high on Dublin all year. I think they're probably the best team in the state. Um them and Metter obviously would be a, would be uh a good argument for who's who's better out of those two. Um, but the crazy part of that is you're going to have Dublin and Brooks in the second round. Yeah, that's going to be a knockdown, drag-out game. That, that game will be at Dublin. Yep. And I can only imagine how many folks are going to be at that game. But uh, I hate that that one's going to come in the Sweet 16, but I'm also excited that it's going to be that early. Yeah. Because that means we probably won't have to play one of those teams if we make it that far. Right. Um, right. Then in the bottom part of that bracket, you got Washington Wilkes and Taylor County, which would be a good game. Yes. Uh, Taylor come out of Region 5. We've played Washington Wilkes. We know they're a stout team. And then Bowden and Wilkinson County. And Bowden, that Region 6 has been competitive all year. And uh, and I think Bowden's a pretty strong team. So, you know, I, I don't know if they're strong enough to knock off Dublin or Brooks County, but I think that they'll make some noise this year in the playoffs. Right, I think at that very bottom, you know, Bowden, Wilkinson County, I think Bowden's going to win that handedly. If Washington Wilkes can get by Taylor County, though, I think Washington Wilkes has got the talent to play with anybody um, in, in the classification uh, other than, you know, maybe the big, big top dogs. Uh, but, man, what what I saw down there in Washington, that there's a lot of talent. And, and if they can, you know, if you catch them on a good night, 
you're gonna have a, you're gonna have a tough time beating those guys. Um, so we're pulling for them the rest of the way, of course, all the Region Eight teams. Um, let's get into Commerce Region, uh, Commerce's side of the portion of the bracket. You got Irwin County, which we're familiar with. I've been down to Silver Four playoff game in the Elite Eight. Uh, they're the one seed out of Region Two. You got Wilcox County. That's a strong two seed out of Region Four. Commerce, the one seed out of Region Eight. And then you got uh, Gordon Lee and Georgia Military facing off. What do you think about kind of our region? Before we'll, we'll obviously get into Commerce Manchester in depth. What do you think about that portion there, Song? Yeah, I, I don't want to look too far ahead, but I, I think Irwin Wilcox is going to be our our next round. I think both of those teams will win those games handedly, and then I think Gordon Lee's going to roll against yeah. Georgia Military. Um, Gordon Lee has had a made a very strong case for. Uh, this season and to be in the top 10. Uh, they've got a great running back up there. His name's Cade Peterson. Um, he's had 1,600 or so yards already on the season. Good-looking player. I think he power cleaned 300 pounds this past week, which we know something about having a, a running back that power cleans 300 pounds. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I think that'll probably be our, our matchup for the, the Sweet 16 if Commerce can get past Manchester. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. I, and then Irwin and Wilcox, to me, that's another second-round game that's going to be an absolute knockdown, drag-out, you know, at, on, on the same level as Dublin and Brooks. You got talent on those two teams, at the top of those two teams, that are as good as anywhere in the state. So uh, that's going to be one that we're going to have to keep an eye on. Uh, hopefully Commerce can get past Manchester, and we're still playing at that point, and we'll have a – have something to look out for while we're in the stands at Ray Lamb playing Gordon Lee or uh, Georgia Military. But let's talk about uh, Commerce Manchester. Let's go ahead and get right into that one. Uncle Song, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Manchester Blue Devils in the city of Manchester. What you got? All right, so you're right. That is our opponent for Friday night, our first-round opponent in the playoffs. Uh, We had a little bit of confusion about who Commerce would actually play. Um, (laughs) That we did. Friday night after the Lincoln County game. That we did. Um, we did. So, uh, initially, we thought that Commerce would be playing Marion County, yep. which was the original number four seed. Which was Friday accurate. Night. That was accurate, by the uh, way. It yeah, was, and, and technically. Right. Technically. That Marion County canceled their season because of COVID. Right, which we did not uh, know. <laughs> and, and like Dana said, we didn't know that. And then, um, so that, that bumped Manchester, who was the, the fifth seed, into the fourth seed. And this is, this is Friday night. We get word of this Friday night. Commerce is going to be playing Manchester. Then Saturday around midday, we get word that Taylor County, the number three seed in Region 5, has, has canceled their season. They, they don't want to play in the playoffs. So that bumps Manchester into the three seed and Schley County, the number six seed, into the four seed. So that's who we think we're playing is Schley County on Saturday. And then... Halfway through the day, Saturday evening, Taylor County had to change of heart, and they're like, no, nah, we won't play. So they come back in to the three seed, and Manchester drops back down in the fourth seed, and we're playing Manchester again on Saturday evening. The brackets are finalized on Sunday, and we have an opponent. And that opponent, like I said, is a, is the Manchester Blue Devils. Uh, they hail from Manchester, Georgia, whose population is 4,000. 230 people. It's actually named for Manchester in England, the city. Hmm. Uh, that's 
the Manchester where they have Manchester United. Is it the, the song? yeah Manchester United uh, and and, and Manchester uh, City I think or something like that. But the, yeah, if you if you type in uh, Manchester football on uh, on the Google machine, you will not get the Manchester that Commerce is playing. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but that, that's probably <laughs> true. And uh, so Manchester is, is a lot – it's a lot like other um, small city schools in the state of Georgia. It's in – like on a county line. So they're in Merriweather and Tablet counties. So um, split counties there. Manchester is 145 miles southwest of Commerce High School. That's a long road trip for the Blue Devils. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, their town is, is a railroad town, a lot like Commerce. Uh, their railroad company that runs through there is uh, CSX, where as Commerce is in Norfolk Southern Lines. So there's a little difference there, and their zip code is uh, three eighteen sixteen. Folks down there in Manchester, if you want to send them a letter, uh, they've been playing football for a long time, uh, back since the twenties. Um, they started playing football in nineteen twenty six. They took a few years off, uh, starting after the 1931 season until 1945. They, they resumed playing in 1945, and they've been playing ever since. That's 82 season of football for the Manchester Blue Devils. Over that time, they've 65% of their games. Um, that's 552 victories to 293 losses in 16 times. They've won one state title. Uh, 12 region titles, and they've had 84 All-State players in the AJC. Uh, they've played in AA a lot over the years, but they've played in A-ball some. They're always one of those teams that when you think about reclassification, they seem to be shuffled around a lot. Yeah. Uh, they've made the playoffs over the last six years, um, and they've, they've played Commerce a couple times. Um, really, it's been a long time regardless uh, since they played of Commerce, Commerce has only won one of those games. They played three times. Um, they, the first game was back in 1948. Uh, Commerce won that one, uh, 26 to 13. We played a home and home with them. So who could forget? Um, who could forget back 19, in 1948? Everybody, who could forget? Everybody remembers that famous home and home. Oh yeah, I bet there's less than a handful. Of, like J- one, you count on one hand people in commerce that were at that game just getting maybe maybe if that you're you know just getting home from war let's go play the boys from manchester <laughs> yeah and uh you know we had that good result in 48 and then we lost in 49 32 to 6 and then uh 25 years ago we we faced a number three ranked manchester in the quarterfinals of the playoffs and yep. we lost at home um 49 to 26. That's an interesting one. Uh, I, I didn't know about that one. The, the last one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a stretch where Manchester was really good, and uh, that was from 94 to 97. They actually won their state championship uh, during that time. Um, they went 51 and 5 over the stretch wow. of those, those four years. Um, had two state or semifinal runs uh, and they made it to the finals and they won state. That was all under head coach Greg Oglesby. Wow. So, uh, yeah, that's a heck of a run. Yeah, they were really good. And they had a couple more runs like that over the course of, of their uh, their program history. Uh, right now, their, their head 
head coach is, is a guy named James Moore. Uh, this James Moore guy is a little bit interesting because I've never heard of a story like this in, in high school football. Uh, he's, his record overall is 27, 21, and 2. And he's had five seasons at three different programs. Uh, he took over after Coach Evan Hostetler left last year. Hostetler was uh, 45 and 15 in five seasons. It took him to the, the quarterfinals last year. But this James Moore cat, he hasn't coached since 1977. <laughs> His first season of the head coach was uh, in 1972, and he led Brookstall to a 4-6 season. Then he took a couple seasons off and resumed uh, head coaching as Briarwood's coach in 1975, 76, and 77, and went on a 19-9-2 and two run. <laughs> so I don't know where he came from, but he's got to be an older fella, and he, he came out of retirement, a long retirement in high school football to coach Manchester. And, um, yeah, that's kind of where we, we leave off is, is this year, his 2020 Manchester Blue Devils. That's funny. What you find out about them? Yeah, no, I see. You know, last year, just a note here that you know they got to the quarterfinals. They were ten and three. So uh, that is a wild stat about Coach Moore. Oh man, I didn't know that. So that was that was good stuff. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I've done a little bit of study on Manchester, not a whole lot, but uh, I did. You know, go back through their 2020 season results. They're four and six and three and four on the 2020 season. Losses coming early at Harrelson County and Heard County, which we talked about both in five AA pretty stout teams there. Um, they hung close with Heard County, but uh, kind of got bl- uh, blown out a little bit by Harrelson County. They had a win over Central. Uh, that was uh, a blowout win. Central Talbot is not very not a very good year for those guys. Their region losses that are significant, or just in general, these are uh, some of, some are region, some are not, but. Uh, losses that are significant. Chattahoochee County, they got blown out 33-7. to uh, They hung around with Taylor County, but ultimately lost that one 27-17. And then uh, they also lost to Macon County 42-21, to but they hung close in that one for at least a half. And then Schley County, they just won that one last week 12-6 to to kind of secure their spot in the playoffs. So they also had wins over Greenville and, and Brookstone along the way as well as a close loss at Marion County. So that's kind of how they got to four and six and three and four. Their overall opponent record is 40 and 39. Uh, the two best teams they played are, you know, maybe maybe the four best teams will be easier because Harrelson County and Heard County, uh, both really good AA programs, and then Chattahoochee County and Macon County obviously are two very good teams in single A region five, as we know, overall opponent record 40 and 39. Um, what do you see there on that, on that schedule song kind of sticks out to you? Anything? I think the games that they were most competitive in were that, those Marion County game, mm-hmm. the Marion County game and the, uh, the Sly County game. Yep. And that kind of, what I'm thinking here is Manchester is going to be a program kind of like towns or social. They're going to be a team that is, is decent like they, they've had a, a good season, you know, kind of, but they're not in the top tier right now. And it's yeah. pretty clear that they're not in the top tier. Yeah, I think that's a pretty pretty good analogy. I think they're going to be better than kind of both those schools. But I think social is probably closer uh, uh, of analogy than towns, but um, – I did get to catch some of their film as well just to see what kind of offense they were running, what kind of defense, all that good stuff. They're shotgun almost all the time with a single back back there, four wide. 
uh, for the most part, similar to, to what we saw when we went down to Washington and played Washington Wilkes uh, as far as offensive formation. Um, they do bring the players in motion kind of pre-snap and that, you know, whether it's slot receivers, uh, sending the running back out. Um, they throw the ball a lot more than Washington Wilkes. Uh, there's not a lot of film on their defense, but what I did see, they run a, a stock 4-3. Sometimes they they only have three down linemen, but the vast majority of the times a stock 4-3. Special teams-wise, there's several odd-numbered finals. I didn't see a whole lot of kicks for them, but they're, you know that kind of indicates that there may be some missed PATs with several finals ending as 12s and 6s, so they may not have the best kicker uh, down there. But that's kind of what I saw on film as far as um, – their formations. Okay. Um, what you see about their their key players is this year who's who's playing well down there for them. Yeah, well, yeah. As I mentioned, you know they throw the ball a lot. Cam Long's their quarterback. He's one thirty for two thirty nine on the year, fifty four percent completion rate. He's got seventeen touchdowns, eleven interceptions, over fifteen hundred yards on the season, just over fifteen hundred yards. But one thing that I did note is he's sacked quite a lot. Uh, the offensive line isn't great. And uh, he's been he's been sacked quite a few times and under pressure even more. Their running back, uh, Wadarius Steed, he's got 562 yards on the season with three touchdowns. They've actually had 13 different receivers that have caught passes, and the dispersion is fairly equal as far as there's no one that he favors a whole lot more than the other ones. Uh, Zawan Gray has the most touchdowns with six, and uh, the, also the most yards with just over 300. Zay Marshall has the most receptions with 15. So there was a ton of receivers right in that seven receptions to 15 receptions. So he spreads it out quite a bit. Um, I guess the last thing we'll get into before our predictions. Uh, so those are just some of the quickly, some of the key players that you'll hear their name called, um, which will lead us right into matchups. And the most important one for me is going to be getting pressure on Cam Long, uh, the Commerce D line front seven versus the Manchester O line. Teams seem to be able to get a lot of pressure on him. Um, hopefully we'll be able to do that. Manchester's front seven or eight versus Commerce's line and the blocking backs there. I don't think Manchester has faced a team that runs the ball quite as well as Commerce, you know, out of the triple, and a team that will run it quite as much uh, down their throat, uh, so to speak. Uh, last thing, as always, uh, I seem like I include this as the third point in key matchups, but turnover battles and limiting uh, self-inflicted mistakes. Um, Song, what do you think about those matchups there? So, all those matchups um, are ones we talked about throughout the year, and I, I think all of them are favorable for Commerce right now. Um, what I've seen over the past couple of weeks is that Commerce's line of scrimmage is playing some of their best ball. Yes. Uh, you know, you look at the offensive line um, from Suber to Childers and the tight ends and the, the blocking backs. I mean, sometimes you can consider. Some of our blocking backs and wide receivers kind of play a lot more like offensive linemen than other teams. And, you know, we have really blocked well, um, especially on the perimeter. I, I think last week, Sammy Brown had a 25-yard uh, rush in the middle of the game. That was a, it was big as far as moving us down the field. And it was either Tylen Brock or Sherman was the blocking back, and they were just out there leading the charge. And uh, I think that's going to be a huge uh, – a huge – like beneficial matchup for Commerce because so many teams, you know, everybody blocks, but Commerce is just really efficient at blocking and we're really fast coming right. off the ball. And I don't think teams are used to that. Especially on the outside. Um, Commerce can really, really, really block and hold well on the outside. Yeah. Uh, as far in our defensive fronts, the way our linebackers have been playing lately, 
you know, you can almost count some of those guys as, as defensive linemen sometimes the way they get pressure on the quarterback. Um, I think, you know, this, this quarterback, he's 54% completion rate. He's thrown 11 interceptions on the season. So, you know, we may, we may force a few turnovers. The Tigers right now are, are negative one on the turnover battle on the season right now. So maybe we can, we can force a few turnovers and get on the positive side of that, that, um, I think we definitely do. Uh, we'll get right into predictions before we get on the way out of here. I think we definitely get back into the the positive side of the turnover battle. I think we win it. I think we force a few turnovers. Um, I think that the line and the uh, some of the, the backers are able to get pressure. I think that Commerce wins this game going away. I think uh, final is going to be Commerce 35, Manchester 6. I like that. Uh, I was actually thinking while you're talking, I, I, my score prediction for this one is Commerce 42, Manchester 6. Reminder, the spread's only 18 for this game. Yep. Uh, but I, I think Commerce wins bigger than that this Friday night. I do think a couple of, you know, first quarter, maybe even into the second quarter, I think it's going to be a little you know, more tight than we'd like for it to be. But uh, mm-hmm. I think ultimately Commerce is going to pull away after they kind of wear them down a little bit. So we definitely hope for that. You know, hopefully it's not a it's not a game that, uh, that they can get on the board too many times. As mentioned, they did get on the board three times against Macon County. That's probably the best team they've played recently. 42 to 21 was the final there. But early in the season, they did get uh, – kind of blown out by Chattahoochee County 33-7. to So we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully we can catch you there uh, at Raylam Stadium tomorrow night or tonight if you're listening to this on Friday. We'll cheer on the Tigers at 7.30, no longer the traditional high school football kick at 8 o'clock. So be there uh, early, and we'll cheer on the Tigers in round one of the state playoffs. Uncle Song, until next time.